The Rum of the Mist show that you are currently tuned into will begin in about five minutes. Until then, enjoy this wonderful tune. Why does a good man have to the response across the other side of the aisle is to introduce an amendment five minutes before a hearing in a... This is a picture of Aquaman, a superhero from the undersea kingdom of Atlantis, 
and uh, notably here, a founding member of the Super Friends. Such a Hey guys, welcome to Realm of the Mist podcast. This is a special one. I am Chris, and with me, as always, is Venus. Hey. But returning to Realm, actually, her first time on Realm of the Mist podcast. But she is returning to Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Former uh, talent and po- panelist for Breaking the Fourth Wall, which is what this podcast used to be. Ladies and gentlemen, author Kristen Stovall returning. Kristen. Hi, everybody. (laughs) That's right. The estrogen is flowing, and I am hiding in a corner crying. (laughs) (laughs) You're just a lucky, lucky man. Right? This is not the threesome I had in mind. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not the threesome. Wrong time to take a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely the threesome I did not have in mind. Look, we're gonna we're gonna be getting into some topics. We have some real topics we're gonna discuss tonight. Uh, happy April Fools, everybody! Um, just to let you know, I won ten million dollars, so this will be the final podcast. I'm, you know, screw you guys. I've got money now. Um, <laughs> oh, April Vegas Fools! Now. <laughs> April Fools! Um, thank you, Ed McMahon. But uh, we got we got a couple cop. Uh, things to talk about but i know i don't have the right panel for most of this so we're gonna try to stay on topic it'll be short and sweet and then we're just gonna we're gonna yak for a little bit it's gonna be one of them episodes so uh bear with let's go ahead and get through it let's get the politics out of the way first and actually you just saw the video in the intro or heard the audio of the video and uh, if you're listening to us on anchor or uh spotify or itunes name drop name drop name drop sponsor <laughs> Um, <laughs> obviously we got to pick on, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Everybody else has I, been doing it. Let's do it too. We're always picking on her. She's like the, the best. <laughs> well, I can never like fully state how much I love this woman and adore her because I'm always sitting here just laughing my ass off about everything she has to say. <laughs> look, I, I won't, I won't be, I won't be. I won't sugarcoat this. Uh, news and entertainment has been extremely low as of late. Nothing that I really wanted to bring forefront to to the table. This podcast wouldn't exist if it wasn't for AOC. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. Absolutely. <laughs> well, she at, she's at, after the failing. She's of our the, favorite topic. She really is. Well, after her failing, after her failing of the Green New Deal, which got voted out in in Congress, fifty seven votes no, zero votes yes. Uh, she in turn decided to turn around and attack the uh, GOP and Republican Party, claiming that the amendments they pushed in the Constitution is why FDR was kicked out of office and unable to uh, be reelected into another term. Okay, who's FDR? Uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, a former president, Democratic president. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember seeing that. Like, they started it um, the year after he, like, lo- he was out of presidency. And, like, they were, like, signing it the year after that. And then, like, three years after it got passed or something. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, 50 the, years ago. The fact of the matter is, is that uh, it, was, it was made to limit the terms uh, of the president. You know, you can only serve two terms. Uh, right, two, for two a very good terms. reason. For a very good reason, so nobody becomes a totalitarian. 
totalitarian dictator. So nobody becomes Palpatine. That's why. Exactly. You know, so uh, but in her mind, this is why FDR, who arguably was probably one of the worst presidents in the nation's history, uh, modern history, um, you know, he his push of social agendas and, and everything else really started spiraling the country in the wrong direction. Personal opinion. Tack me if you wish. Um, but. Can I use a lightsaber if I attack you? Sure. I've got one to return. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Light up the bomb. <laughs> but Mine's the, pink, though. But the fact of the matter is, it's like her, her own brain. Like, how did this woman become a congressman? She, her former job was a bartender, and you could pretty much tell it with the way she handles herself. I mean, the attacks on people because she didn't get her way in the Green New Deal, and then spewing out stuff like this. I mean, ladies, am I wrong here, or is she like the, if she was bleach blonde, she would be the epitome of a blonde joke. And you know what? She's not. Okay, I'm blonde, and I get to sit here and laugh. There's no more blonde jokes anymore. It's all AOC jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and blondes get them, and that's the funniest part. <laughs> I look at all of them, and I'm like, how did we get here? Like, all of them. It, it, really, it, really, it really is, but when you look at a world of, of people like Joe Biden touching little girls and, and being creepy Uncle Joe, and you look at, you know, two years of wasted taxpayer money on on collusions that don't exist or, or people throwing fits because a person became president that they didn't like, guess what? That's happened throughout the history of the United States, and we've dealt with it up until this point. I, I agree with Kristen on that statement. Mm-hmm. How did we get here and while we're here how did aoc become the cherry on this shit sunday okay let's just jump to conclusions here absolutely <laughs> i really would okay. like there to be a show called let's just jump to conclusions <laughs> you, hey you come back full time i'll give you that show <laughs> so she's gonna be a, yeah she used to be a bartender she used to give lap dances to men and she somehow got into this political career. Well, let's just jump to conclusions here and assume that she was sucking the right dick to get there, okay? That's, to be honest, that's probably the only explanation. I mean, I know she got elected in a borough or, or whatever like that, that, that did the uh, voting of like 15,000 people. So like it 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 was relatively easy for her to get elected in and it was probably because she's semi attractive of of a person physically more than anything else but how the fuck is this person in a position of power well look at a lot of politicians like they've all used pussy as power to get there like you can't even deny that there was one that just came out this woman like totally walked all over this one dude who's like pretty much fuck me and I'll get you get you here and she did and then she like scrapped him turned her back on him and everything <laughs> let's just let's just jump to conclusions that is not out of the question that that's what happened well you you would you would <laughs> Venus you would appreciate this I mean she's gone on record on Twitter and claimed that the reason the good that the Green New Deal uh, didn't pass and why people are calling her stupid or dumb or, or whatever else is because we males that she blamed guys of course we males are threatened by her superiority as a woman. 
were threatened by her position of power as a woman. <laughs> These are her tweets, guys. You can look them up. Go to her web, her her Twitter, and you can see your own tweets. Right there, though, that explains so much about our current political situation. We have politicians on Twitter. Can we please acknowledge that? No, they all are... go on there like little grade schoolers. Like, I'm gonna throw this verbal rock at you. No, you are so stupid. <laughs> You are absolutely right, and I've made it no secret on this podcast or on my Facebook feed or, or Twitter feed. I obviously I support Donald Trump. I don't always agree with him, but I, I support him. I support my pre- the same way I supported Obama when he was president, even though I couldn't stand Obama. I still supported my president. That oh being God. said, one of the first things I've ever stated about Donald J. Trump is somebody please take his goddamn Twitter account away. Yes. I mean, I don't personally like him. I don't hate anybody. That's just like a personal rule. I don't like him. Never have. Had nothing to do with him running for president. I just don't like the man. But, like, dude, take his Twitter away. Revoke the Twitter <laughs> privileges. <laughs> just, please, or, like, all these other celebrities have people who run their social media. Just hire one of those. <laughs> right? God. He's but, got the money. But the thing, but the thing with AOC that that really scares me is like, yeah, we we've been making jokes about how how funny she is with with her with her level of stupidity, which is mind boggling, staggeringly bad. Um, but the thing is, is like, I probably would find it funnier if I wasn't scared out of my mind at the fact that somebody of this level of intelligence is in a position of power. To dictate rules and and all in our lives, and I mean, well, is this a trend coming? Well, lots of Democrats don't even like her personally themselves. I mean, <laughs> they, I'm pretty like I uh, what was I reading that most of them don't even care if her whole section whatever gets shut down because they can't stand her. <laughs> so it's, it's obviously her colleagues are having issues with her so she's not going to last long if hillary doesn't like you <laughs> what do you think's going to happen <laughs> if you if you make nancy pelosi start chewing on her own inner lip like uh, every time trump uh, does a state of the union address you got an issue <laughs> right <laughs> oh yeah speaking of obama okay so when you were talking about him i totally um remember seeing this video of one of obama's videos and where he what was he saying yes we can yes we can over and over and over and over and like played backwards is like thank you satan thank you satan (laughs) so so when you were saying that that's all i was thinking going through my head was thank you satan (laughs) and obama's voice (laughs) Well, that's it. I mean, like, again, and, and I'll state it I'll state it straight out. I'm not one of those Trump supporters that are like, you know, Trump all the way, you know, or, or whatever else. He was always my choice. He was never my choice. My choice for president didn't make it to the final election. Ted Cruz, he was who I was going to vote for. But unfortunately, I was left with the choice of Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. Well, gee, do I want the Obvious polished choice. turd or the not polished turd? Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, it, it might be a third party voter, so... <laughs> You know, so that was that was that was the choice I was given. I went with the choice that I know was the correct one. Um, <laughs> between the yeah, two, yeah, Hillary's just bad, bad, bad choice. That's it. Nothing wrong with a woman president, just not one who eats babies. <laughs> Look, I will happily, I will happily vote for a woman when a woman is qual- a qualified woman 
with some sort of moral fiber is up for the presidency. I don't care well, if he's black, good white. Good luck with that. Once they get to that point in politics, they've lost their moral fibers. True, so, but, but good breaking, luck with that one. But breaking that glass ceiling of getting our first woman president, as long as it's not Hillary fucking Clinton or uh, <laughs> Michelle Obama... I'm fine. Oh or, my God. or AOC. No Oprah either. No or, Oprah either. Or AOC, God forbid. <laughs> I just feel like the TV personality president's thing needs to stop for a while. Like, it's just, it's, because now it just turns it into, like, this big reality TV show. That's what I feel like American politics are anymore. They're reality TV. So let's just leave the, the TV people and the, the public eye people, let's just leave them out and maybe get away from the reality TV presidencies. Well, you're, just... you're not wrong. When do we, when do we come into a world? Like it, it, I'll say it straight out. It's very important to know what's going on in your country. You should know your politicians. You should know your congressman. You should know your president. These things are very important. This is not, but you shouldn't should know them from Jersey shore. That's what I was going to say. But <laughs> when did we start making politicians celebrities? Again, this podcast probably wouldn't exist because there's not enough entertainment news. But for some reason, the political realm right now is entertainment. It, it's road rules. It's, it's yeah, an well, episode of MTV's, you know, 16 and Pregnant. That <laughs> <laughs> is so as intelligent. How apt that is. <laughs> <laughs> Given respect where it's due, though, Donald Trump started off as a celebrity. And since his presidency, I mean, like, he's really gone under, like, the radar. I mean, like, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. I mean, when you see him on TV, it's because he's standing at a political booth. Um, <laughs> the rest not, of the time he's on Twitter. True. Yeah. <laughs> True. But, I mean, look at all these other fucking idiots <laughs> that are on Twitter and, like, attacking him personally and other shit i mean some of the stuff he says is so ridiculous it's like you've almost hit the aoc low level but you know what i still love it <laughs> i mean well, i kind thing, of feel like they balance each other well the, the, the thing about right? donald, the, the, big, the thing about donald trump and again i don't always agree with every one of his policies that he has however i did agree with enough of them to vote for him and again because of the fact that i really didn't want hillary involved um but He's going to go down as the most hated president in American history who actually kept his promises. He's completed in two years majority of his campaign promises. Name one president that ever completed one. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> just to like balance that out, though, do you even know how many countries want Donald Trump as their president? Like half of Canada's like Trump, just take us. <laughs> Please take us now and save us from this fucking retard, Trudeau. Like somebody help us. Well, wait. That's, that's why like, I pictured it like a spaceship, and they're like, "Pick us up." Now that's that's interesting. If uh, if America were to annex Canada or or to bring them into the fold, would all the country of Canada be a fifty first the first state, or would we separate the provinces into states? Like Ottawa would be a state and Quebec would be a state, or how, Quebec, how would that break cities. down? Well, you, you know, you know like, what I'll, I mean. Alberta <laughs> should be its own state. You know, like the provinces should be stay their be their own states. They'd be like huge states with lots of landmass that pretty much no one lives on because everyone lives like within a hundred kilometers of the border. So the rest of it's like uh, tundra level, isn't it? 
I'm like, okay, listen, please, Trump, if you're listening, please, God, hope Trump is listening. There's lots of land here. There's lots of stuff to do on it. <laughs> there's lots of forestry. There's, lot, there's lots of, like, uh, job opportunities. Uh, somebody, please help us. <laughs> <laughs> but that that would be interesting. Would, would, would Canada just become a complete giant state, or would it be separated out? You know, because if it gets separated out, I'm totally moving to Regina, because Regina rides with fun. That's Saskatchewan. That's a province. <laughs> I know, but I'm moving to city. <laughs> I vote mega state. I want it to just be the mega state. Okay. <laughs> mega you know what, state. Like in Canada, like the provinces are so different from each other. Like even like the southern part of um, a province and the northern part of a province or like the central part of a province, they're all so different. It's like if you go from Toronto all the way up to, like, say, Cochrane, Ontario, which is, like, literally from the south all the way to the north, you're honestly going through different, like, it's, it's all different. Like, you start off in Toronto, there's, like, this whole diversity and stuff. It smells like curry everywhere. You get up to Sudbury, Ontario, <laughs> you're delicious. in it. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> and I'm like, curry, mm. Uh, actually, oh my god, Schwarm is there. Oh my god, yes. But then you get to Sudbury, and it's like redneck miners, minor town. And then you get up to like Cochrane, and it's like French, predominantly French. And you've like literally gone through like time warps of different cultures and places just in one province. Yeah, you definitely need to separate them because that's just going to cause huge issues to be like, oh, I'm from the mega province. And everyone's like, well, what does that mean about your identity? And we're all going to have identity crises. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting anxiety thinking about it. Aren't we already going through identity crises in the world? <laughs> right? There's enough of them. Don't do this shit to us. We want to keep our like, I mean, provincial identity. My personal goal is to become the grand empress of everything. So, like, then I will just put all the politicians on an island with a volcano and leave them there. And be like, like now whether or not y'all throw yourselves into the volcano is on you. But you are on the, you're on annoying island. This is where the volcano is. And you guys get to decide whether or not you go in it. All, you are the link. <laughs> all I want is world domination of one major country. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> just one. No, just give me my own private island with some like ox or some bison or something, and you know some wild swine, because it'll be fun when I'm like out at night and it's like, oh my god, there's some somebody in the bushes. No, it's a fucking swine. It's a wild hog. Like <laughs> it's <laughs> it so makes wild so much interesting. <laughs> <laughs> they're scary like they attack people like you don't even like know like <laughs> yeah those things uh, i'm tired too okay <laughs> well why don't we why don't we move on then so that way we can get into the chatty chat uh i'll go to i'll go to the happy one first because this one this one it doesn't require too much talk but we just got to talk about it uh and i know kristen will talk about it mark hamill <laughs> has been rumored to play the voice of Chucky in Child's Play for the past couple weeks. It's been popping around on a bunch of different uh, websites and everything else, and uh, was finally confirmed by Mark Hamill himself in a video for one of the Comic-Cons uh, that have been going on around, on around the country right now, where he is officially now the voice of the Child's Play reboot, Chucky. Guys, Luke Skywalker taking on another iconic role. How do we feel about this? <laughs> 
I feel like the smile at the end of that video was one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen in my life. Oh, just the way he <laughs> delivered that, I'm not, he's not just a like, toy, he's your best friend. Oh, <laughs> and the thing is, dolls are freaking terrifying already. Like, <laughs> they scare me. I'm like, that is not right. That thing has glassy eyes. I don't want it. Get it away. <laughs> Puppets are also terrifying, just for the record. I mean, you just think about Mark Hamill and, like, some of the things he's most known for. Of course, first and foremost, top of the list. I know I'll get an argument from comic book fans, but top of the list is 100%, without a doubt, Luke Skywalker. But, you know, and the Star Wars saga, it, it, it pretty much launched his career. He was a soap opera actor and commercial actor before then. But then he had a second life outside of Star Wars with voice acting, and one of the most iconic uh, voice acting he's done was the Joker in the nineteen uh, the the nineties uh, Batman animated series, and then subsequently later the video games and everything else. So the guy's already known to play two iconic roles: Luke Skywalker and the Joker. And that's not even counting how many other voice acting jobs and and special guest appearances on things like The Flash as the Trickster, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and all. Um, and now he's taking on Chucky. Which I I guess you could argue as far as like the horror movie slashers of the eighties is is like one of the top five. It's pretty iconic. <laughs> like I don't watch horror movies and I know what it is and I know what it's about and I know it looks freaking terrifying <laughs> because a doll comes to life and does exactly what I think dolls are likely to do. <laughs> well, oh my me... god! At least it's not a porcelain doll. Okay, I'll draw the lines there. Uh, so you'll never watch the Annabelle movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have, but I'm not having a porcelain doll in my house. Like, oh my god, I've, I've, like, I swear I had a demonic, haunted, possessed porcelain doll as a child. Or I had a walking doll, too. And, like, my parents used to just buy them for me all the time, and they used to always be in, like, like weird places. My parents were super religious, which I think really brings out the demons in things. And <laughs> and you have no idea how many, like, doll faces that have been smashed, burned. We've torn dolls to shreds, like me and my sisters. Like, my sister She's afraid they're going to come back to get the revenge. Remember what you did to our sweet sister? God. <laughs> what if Chucky was related to one of those? Yes. They're all demons, okay? Like, <laughs> they all got demons that soul, so guaranteed is related to them. Yeah, wow. no, dolls are terrifying. Well, here, here's the Fuck deal. Yeah. I, I assume, I, I know Kristen is not a huge uh, horror movie fan. Uh, Venus, I don't really know if you're you're into horror that much or not. Uh, but here, here's the question. Knowing that Mark Hamill is voicing Chucky in the reboot, does that make you more or less likely to want to go see the movie? Because, I mean, it's Mark Hamill. Okay, but we like Mark Hamill. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> Probably less because I know how scary he can make his voice sound, and I'm a wimp. <laughs> I'm definitely interested. Like, I haven't seen, like, a good horror movie that honestly left me like, ah, for, like, years and years, not since the fourth kind. I'm excited as all fuck. Wait, 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 wait. And this is, this is going to lead us into the, 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 the main cusp of the show here so it didn't do it for you no 
Wow. Well, I did it for my son. My son was terrified. <laughs> he was only seven. I actually have a YouTube video of that of him watching it at like a, right at the beginning where he's like, oh, hey, come in the sewer or whatever. And he's like, honestly, just start, and the pop, 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 pop. And he just starts crying and ran away. And my sister, my daughter turned around and she gave me this like dirty fucking look like, why would you do that to us? <laughs> I feel but they like really that. wanted to. <laughs> they really wanted to watch it though so I was like okay well you know what we'll see how far you guys get into it so we had the popcorn ready and everything and yeah they were f so fucking pissed off they're like I'm never watching another horror movie again not happening and I'm like ha <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing until they're in your bed that night right <laughs> <laughs> no we had like no dolls like the scariest toy we ever had um, was a Furby and my son called it Furbies him are Furby. terrifying they are right, and anyways, like, oh, like my son was, go, you know, go 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 look at look up the video of a Furby without a skin on, like the actual robot <laughs> underneath the fur. You want to talk about things of nightmares? Look at it without the fur covering. Look, yeah, seriously, right. go on YouTube right now and go too. look that up. <laughs> I've seen it. I don't want to look again. <laughs> yeah, so we had to like do like terrible things to this Furby. Like, like first, um, like, like I was dating this guy. I thought it would be funny to like hang the Furby from a ceiling fan and like turn it on and be like, "Oh, hey, Milo, come look at this!" So he was terrified of it. So we had, to, yeah, we had to swirly this Furby. We burnt it. We like we had like um those aerosol like like um fire fucking flamethrower things. We burnt it. We cut it up. We smashed it. We we covered it in toothpaste and. And shaving gel and tossed out the window. <laughs> like, and all I didn't hear this all of back. Did all it I... just keep appearing in the house? <laughs> no, like it wasn't. Even, like he was, he was being a little dink, and like he was having like behavior issues at the time when he was like, you know, it was summertime and kids get bored easily. And so, anyways, he was being a little dink, and I'm like, okay, well, like, what do I do? Like, you know, I'm getting frustrated yelling at him. I'm getting frustrated doing this. I'm getting frustrated doing that. I'm like, oh, but he's scared of the fur. Hey! <laughs> That's what we'll do. <laughs> and it was, like, it was like a punishment that was, like, more fun than anything. And then we got to, like, kill it together and sacrifice it and stuff. So it kind of really paid off because, like, he smartened up and, like, our bond got closer because we had to kill this demon. <laughs> <laughs> I just really wish there was a supernatural episode that was all of them like taken out of Furby. <laughs> That'd be amazing. You know what? They're not fi they're not finished their final season. You might get it. But uh, during during <laughs> Venus's conversation about the Furby, about how they were smashing it and setting it on fire, all I had in my head was like this engulfed in flames Furby that like eyes opened up, <laughs> looked at Venus, and it's still all you hear in a small voice is. I love you. <laughs> no, he used to do that. How can he not do? I'm like, we stuck him in the freezer and everything. Like, we tried to freeze him. Like, this thing didn't die. Like, if you want to kill a Furby, like, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, but those things don't die. <laughs> Furby's the real Chucky. Watch, watch Chucky. Oh, right? God. Imagine Mark Hamill when he comes to life as the Chucky doll in the movie will be leaving the toy store and see a fucking Furby. <laughs> <laughs> next, uh, next thing we hear, it'll be Mark Hamill's going to start voicing Furbies. You know what? You know what I'm most excited about, though, with with him playing Chucky? I think this will be the first time. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but this will be the first time I think I'll ever hear Mark Hamill curse. 
Because Chucky was foul mouth. Oh. Yeah. Now we're all interested. Like, what? What the <laughs> fuck is going on here? <laughs> now we're sitting here going, have I ever heard him curse? That's it, because like most of the characters, most of the, everything that I could think of that he's ever played has always been either for kids or just on that cusp, like Luke Skywalker with you know PG and PG thirteen. He's never right. really done an R rated thing to my knowledge, where he's going to be sitting there dropping f bombs. I wonder what it's got. I am curious what it's going to sound like to hear Mark Hamill say the word fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know it'll what? sound like Mark Hamill saying fuck. <laughs> we'll have a drinking game, and every time he says it, we'll we'll drink to that. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's probably going to ruin my childhood. I'll never look at Star Wars the same way again. Like, I'm sneaking be... in a Mickey to the theater, and I'm good to go. <laughs> I, will, I will be watching episode four, and he'll be giving that whiny dialogue about the uh, going to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. And it's, I, I'll, I'll just hear it in Chucky's voice. I'm going to Tashi Station to pick up some fucking converters. <laughs> <laughs> It'll ruin me. <laughs> <laughs> well, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, so. <laughs> there you go. Apparently, well, this is true of Furbies, anyway. I, I, really right? I really can't believe It didn't do it for you. Like, I, I love the original miniseries, It, with Tim Curry as, as Pennywise. But, I mean, like, I finally sat down to watch It Chapter 1, the reboot, and... First off, and, and Kristen, I don't know if you read the book, but you can pretty much attest to this. The It book, the novel, is disturbing as shit in its own right. Okay. <laughs> I read the first part of the book It when I was working at a daycare, sitting in the napping room, surrounded by napping toddlers, and I was sitting here reading this thing, and I'm like, why is this in this building? <laughs> because it was just in the building. I was like, well, here's a book. I'm going to read it. What the fuck? Get it away. I left the nap room very quickly and put it back and just kind of went back to the rocking chair and sat there like, I don't know what just happened to me. I don't know what just happened to me. But when I when I sat some down, creepy disturbance happened. But, but when just I sat, rock and feel better. When I, when I sat down when I sat down to watch the movie and they they did the scene of like 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 Venus was saying with her, with with her son, uh with her, with their child excuse me uh who who you know the 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 sewer grade and uh, they all float down here Joey and I remember again this is my first time sitting down and watching the movie I didn't go to see it in theaters which I really regret after finally seeing the movie. But, you know, the, the part where Georgie reaches in and in the original miniseries, Pennywise grabs his arm and, you know, his mouth opens up, but they, then they cut because it's made for TV, obviously. When Pennywise grips him in the movie and bites his fucking arm off, I sat there like, <laughs> oh, shit, I know where this movie's going to go now. <laughs> I was kind of expecting that, like... Horror movies, like, recently, like, I went, like, yeah, four years or so after watching The Fourth Kind, though any horror movies, and then I ended up dealing with a bunch of, like, my own paranormal experiences, and after that happens, after you're, like, like mentally destroyed from, like, a movie, and then, like, weird shit happens to you. 
Well, see, th- that, that, that's what's leading into what we were trying to discuss, was uh, with Mark Hamill being announced as, as the new voice of Chucky for a reboot of Child's Play, with the success, the, the great success of It, and of course, It Chapter 2 coming out later this year, which is going to deal with the second part of the book of, of the kids as adults and facing Pennywise again, spoilers for those who don't know, um... <laughs> And of course, this coming week we have the reboot of Pet Cemetery, which looks phenomenal. You know, uh, it it made me wonder, like Pet <gasps> Cemetery. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the original one's one... creepy as shit, but this this you know reboot what? looks ungodly. <laughs> I made it like as a child. I was like probably four. When did it come out? Nineteen ninety four. Oh, later than that. Or so. Okay. Anyways, I was like super young. Like I was born in nineteen ninety. So when this movie finally came out and it got to that doll part of the fucking flying doll, I was done. I was not watching anything after that. I, I tried to watch it as an adult and got like, to the, I have a big thing with when stuff happens to kids and like it just, it, I can't handle it. Which is funny because I'm not really a kid person. But when stuff happens to kids in a horror movie, I'm like, nope. Bye. Nope. Walking out. <laughs> Cannot do this now. Mm-hmm. So I did not get very far. <laughs> well, with the with the success of, of like I said of it and and now the the announcement of, of uh, Pet Cemetery, it Chapter Two, uh, uh, Child's Play, it made me wonder with these rebooted horror movies, and we've had some stinker reboots too. We've had you know Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, Friday the Thirteenth had reboots, and both of them were mediocre at best. And now we're getting reboots that seem to be better than the original. Like again, I love the original miniseries of It, but this movie, the the, the rebooted movie, head and shoulders above the original. You know, in, in every aspect, a lot closer to the book. Uh, creepy as hell. You know, I, I never thought anybody could replace Tim Curry as 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 Pennywise the clown and uh, what's his name, Bill Skarsgård. You know, he, he nails that role. Like, <laughs> I would punch him in the face if I met him in real life out of the clown makeup. <laughs> That's how good he did that role, you know. Um, so it made me wonder, like, what other horror movie reboots hit better than the originals did? And even more so, what should be made that maybe from, from our past that maybe wasn't all that good, maybe kind of B-rate or, or low-budget or just didn't hold up to the test of time that should be remade now. Or even just what might, even if it was really good, what might be able to be better now. Like, right. I actually do like The Shining, but they could probably do some amazing stuff with that story now. Anything to replace Margot Kidder. <laughs> Like I, I love the movie, and you cannot replace Jack Nicholson in that movie. But her, yeah. a, her acting was a little in that movie. But it, it's a good point. Like Stephen King movies, especially. Like when I thought of this, I, I automatically was like, "Well, let's see. Thinner could be rebooted. Uh, the Stand could be rebooted. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, bring back Rose Red. Make it, make it a full-on store uh, movie instead of a made-for-TV uh, miniseries." Uh, Langoliers, please, dear God, reboot that. Um, you know, like there's so many, there's so many Stephen King ones that I think are prime for it because they are kind of dated. No matter how great they originally were, the original Pet Cemetery was phenomenal. Right. But it's well, dated. I mean, they're rebooting everything else, whether or not it's dated. Like, let's just go for broke. They don't make original stuff anymore. They're just rebooting now. 
Right, and you you know this from working with me on Breaking the Fourth Wall. I'm usually against reboots. I usually am like, no, right. I don't need it done, told again. I don't need it a third time or a second time right. or whatever. But when it comes to horror movies, especially something like a Stephen King movie, if you can give me an updated Christine or an updated Cujo that's going to have me wet in my fucking pants at 42 years old, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> right? if you make me wet you win <laughs> if you give if you give me an even creepier performance than than sissy space it gave in fucking carrie do it yeah if, Fuck you, yeah. if you can give me a uh, dakota fanning style creepy girl starting fires in fire starter do it <laughs> yeah. Because I, those I, all all day Stephen King movies reboot them, give them new life, make them closer to the books. And, I'm and, all about movies being close to the books, but that I am slightly invested in that idea. <laughs> it's got a personal bias on that one. Well, that's one of the reasons I'm excited. It's not really a horror movie, but I'm excited for the new reboot of Dune. Like yes. the original, the original '84 Dune, like you know, obviously a cult <laughs> classic film, but it had nothing to do with the book. Like the, only the characters were the only things that came from the book. Everything right? else was just a mess. The and, sci-fi miniseries was okay. I liked it. Was it was better than the. I liked it. I was playing it cool. Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> now, Children of Dune, eh, but but the the, the Dune uh, miniseries, yeah, yeah, it <laughs> was, was good. good. Good, it but... actually, you know, made sense if you read the books, and, or or if you didn't read the books, it was I don't know a cohesive storyline, right? <laughs> like the movie where you're just like, why is there a space turd flying the ship? <laughs> <laughs> or or the, uh, uh, the 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 navigators with uh, when they talk and all you're seeing is this flexing butthole. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, no. it, it, it looked like a flexing mix between a butthole and a vagina that's supposed to be this thing's mouth that is not matching the words that are supposedly coming out of this thing. And like, you know, <laughs> it, 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 if Jim Henson's workshop goes wrong, this is what that creature was. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. You know, so and bad. I love, I love Patrick Stewart. I love Patrick Stewart all day, but Ca uh, Captain Picard as Gurney Halleck. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. You watch you're watching Star Trek the Next Generation and then you see that and you're like, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Erase. Erase. <laughs> do you want do you think do you think uh fucking Patrick Stewart sits there at home and he's like, I've been, you know, Professor X, I've done Ahab and and Moby Dick, uh Tons Scrooge. of theater. He's I've done, done Scrooge. Scrooge. I've done Captain Picard. I've done all these great iconic things. Oh shit! I did. That I've too. been knighted. <laughs> shit! I've done that and too. <laughs> I feel like I feel like he's listing it, and then he goes, "And I play Gurney Halleck." Yeah. Let's <laughs> Gurney Halleck do. God damn it! I did that too. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it, it, the long, the long and the short of it is, is really like. What movies would you want to see redone? It doesn't have to be horror. I, the, the horror was because you know we yeah. were talking about we were talking about like uh, it being a better movie than the original, which you know of course because it's made for theater instead of TV. Right, right. You know, but we were also talking about Mark Hamill as Chucky, so horror made sense. But we could talk about any movie reboot that you think would. 
either has yeah. been better than the original movie or would be better than the original movie. Oh, yeah. There's some that I'm like, don't ever touch them. But, yeah, I could see. I love NeverEnding Story, but I would love to see what they could do with it with the special effects that we have now. And but I would we, actually like to see them do what the whole book was. <laughs> well, the que- the question is though, with the, with the with the never ending story, like I, I'm I'm with you, like updated uh, special effects CGI, that'd be great. But, but would, you, would you would you would you want would you want a reboot or would you want like a special edition? And the reason I ask that is because I think part of the charm of the never ending story is the fact that it is so eighties. Yeah, <clears throat> probably yeah. if they did anything, I would want to reboot. Like if they were going to do it, just just reboot it. It wouldn't be the same, but if they did it really well, I might appreciate it for different reasons. Right. I just I just can't picture Sebastian hiding up in the in the attic of the school, reading the never ending story on an iPad. <laughs> no, I don't want it updated. I want him to still have a book. <laughs> <laughs> How long ago was Tombstone done that was like really old, eh? Tombstone with Kurt Russell and 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 Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Yeah, I used to love those like old school movies. Like when I was like super old young, and watching. I don't know. I'm like <laughs> I feel really old right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are old me. school movies, but I mean like they're like legendary movies. Like yeah. that one would be like a good one. Um, That'd be interesting, but, but also, I could I couldn't imagine anybody. Replacing Val Kilmer's performance as Doc Holliday. It's pretty impressive. I mean, like, the thing is, though, there have been other movies made about those characters. And they were nowhere near as good as Tombstone. True. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Tombstone needs, like, a, like, it needs, like, an upgrade, like, for today's age and time. Okay, these movies are not that old, but, um, The Hobbit. <laughs> Please redo that. <laughs> Yeah, Peter yeah Jackson, you know what? I didn't even make it through the whole movie of that because I'm just like, this is not going anywhere. Well, he it's tried really to not- turn what was supposed to be a kid's story into Lord of the Rings, and I'm like, yeah, but that's not what it is. Look, two things two things happened to that movie, that 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 or that or trilogy that didn't need to happen. One, that he made it a trilogy. It was a single book. Make it a single movie. Right. And two, as much as The Hobbit may have originally been for kids and The Lord of the Rings was a little bit you know, more adultish, you could have done it a little more adultish, and yeah. a, little, a little. The problem is, is, you tried to have the special effects and the grandiose of your Lord of the Rings trilogy, but then you have that fat goblin king <laughs> singing like he's in "All Dogs Go to Heaven." <laughs> the problem was, he didn't know what movie he was trying to make. And that's what's so disappointing after the success of the the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Probably, I, I would put it. I would put it in par with, not above, but in par with the original trilogy of Star Wars, and in par with things like uh, Gone with the Wind or God, I hate Gone. Like the original trilogy or the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would put. Yeah. I would put it in par. Par with that, or, or I'm gonna throw up in my mouth a little bit here. But Titanic, <laughs> you know, just cine- <laughs> cinematic achievements. Right. And you I go was from thinking a, of that one, but that think, one, like it's. It's still modern enough that, like, my daughter is still a fan of it, like, at nine years old. Look, and she's, rebooted. like, got this huge Leonardo DiCaprio crush. But it maybe not yet. <laughs> maybe when she's, like, an adult, then reboot it. 
No, I, yeah. I totally disagree with you. Reboot the shit out of that movie just to get rid of Leo DiCaprio. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly I don't like him either. I feel like you don't like him that much. Are you it's kidding? I'm the really only person. so subtle. I, I'm the <laughs> only person that stood up in the theater when he died and applauded. <laughs> Not a dry eye in the house, and I stood up in a plotted when he died i can't i was just really disappointed that with like all the great actual stories from the actual event they made something up i'm like but there's all these amazing stories from that of like real real heroism and sacrifice and okay rich girl gets her rocks off with poor guy okay (laughs) like right she lets then she hogs the door and just lets him die I'll and never you, let go, Jack, until now. And you're talking about the guy who directed the second Alien movie. You're talking about the guy who did the second Terminator movie. The guy who did The Abyss. He's the one that brought this shit to screen. I mean, it was cinematically beautiful. Titanic was cinematically beautiful. But the story was a little... Eh. No, abs- absolutely. Reboot the shit out of Titanic. Or don't. Not yet. Or Not don't. Yet. Pretend, <laughs> just pretend it don't exist to make it go away. That works too. <laughs> oh, um, so here's one that should not be rebooted is a Grease movie should not be rebooted because that second one they made just killed the first one. I don't like Grease. You know what? I still don't get how, how shit like Step It Up still exists. <laughs> First off, how did they make 50 of these goddamn movies to begin with? It's it's the same story over and over again. And now they're coming out with a goddamn TV series. Oh, God. That's how I feel about the Fast and the Furious movies. I'm like, why? Yeah, I'm right there. You know what? I, I'm, sad. I'm sad Paul Walker died, but at the same time, the only thing he's known for is the shittiest movie franchise in history. That won't die. <laughs> Like, he died, the movie franchise kept going. It got renewed because of his death. Yeah, they you killed know, him. I'm sorry he it. died, and it would have been nice to have seen what he could have done with his career had he not died. But I and, feel like he would have moved past the Fast and the Furious. Right, it would have been nice to see him in a movie I actually liked. Because yeah. when people are like, oh, it's so sad that he died and blah, 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 and I'm like, yeah, but he sucked as an actor because Fast and Furious. I, I feel like an <laughs> asshole, but I don't have anything else to compare him to. And I'm sorry, his performances were weak in Fast and Furious. Not that anything was Oscar-worthy to begin with. You know, the only Somebody thing... inflicted one of those movies on me, and I never again. <laughs> and I say inflicted because it felt like it was being inflicted on me. That's how I felt when I got forced to watch uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. <laughs> like the original, the original Fast and Furious movies were bad enough, but Tokyo Drift was literally eye rape. <laughs> I still feel dirty. I, I, you know, I need an Obama doll to show where that movie touched me. <laughs> it's it's absolutely horrible. But guys, we're gonna... sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, guys, we're going to be back in a few minutes while we get the commercials out of the way. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more and just uh, we'll dive into some Comic-Con news uh, firsthand from uh, Kristen. And, of course, we're going to talk about Kristen's new upcoming book. We'll see if we I can like get the subject. ending out of her. <laughs> <laughs> right after these few messages, guys. 
Why didn't the three little pigs go in for some kind of flat share scheme? Does Jesus get to choose which wine he turns it into? Why don't Sims have the upper body strength to climb out of a swimming pool? And does everybody really want to be a cat? I'm Will Baker. And I'm Alex Prescott. And if you're the type of person that overthinks these deep philosophical questions, then Think to the Brink is the podcast for you. From Disney characters to song lyrics, debates to social etiquette, tune in every week for your dose of paralysis by analysis. All topic suggestions are welcome. If you can think it, we can overthink it. Think to the Brink. Available on all podcast platforms. Hey everyone, this is John Tolley inviting you to check out War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, me and my co-host Christopher Stolley discuss the news and theories surrounding one of the largest franchise movie franchises in the world. So join us every Wednesday at 8 Eastern as we travel to the galaxy far, far away, right here on Anchor FM and wherever fine podcasts are heard. You know, when you need CBD, vape juice, or new mod, go to Vape Scorpion. 10859 Boston Avenue, Philadelphia, PA 19116. They are formerly known as East Coast Vapor. They have all your needs, all the equipment, all the juice. And hey, while you're there, sit down, enjoy a beer on your own, and just hang out with a bunch of cool people. Guys, if you really need your next vape machine, or maybe you just want to try locally made uh, juice, make sure you hit up Vape Scorpion. That's 1085 Boston Avenue, Philadelphia, PA 19116. Or give a call to 215-464-8273. Oh yeah, and make sure you let them know that Realm of the Mist Entertainment sent you. He said that... She said, how dare you say that? That's offensive. Well, someone's gotta say it. It had to be said with Venus. Catch the live show Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Check out the recordings at any time. Guest shows weekly. Listener, beware. Mature content. Sexual content. Trigger warning. Do you dare say it? Hi, my name's Chris. I'm here to you about Realm of the Mist podcast. Realm of the Mist podcast, we talk about all the great entertainment things from movies, music, books, comic books, and many, many other forms of entertainment, as well as politics, current events, just general humor and having a good time. If you're looking for a podcast that is right up your alley, look no further than Realm of the Mist podcast on anchor.fm or where fine podcasts can be heard. Hi, this is Dave from the Comic Collection at 83 Bustleton Pike in Feasterville, Pennsylvania. Our phone number is 215-357-3332. We are right next to Northeast Philadelphia. We have action figures, gaming, statues, albums, and CDs, graphic novels, other knickknacks, and course comics established in 1985 we are your go-to store come by and say hello and say that the guys from radiocast fm radio sent you the address again is 83 bustleton pike feasterville pennsylvania or call 215-357-3332 
Three-eyed turtle? Is that alright? What the fuck is a three-eyed turtle? Wants a mustache ride. Are you tired of the same old podcasts with no humor? Well, join us for After Hours, where everything is funny, at least to us, on Anchor.fm, and where quality podcasts are heard. How the fuck did we get on this? I don't know. CC started this shit. It's their fucking fault. Hey everyone, this is Dak. This is Liam. And this is White People Shit. We are a bi-weekly podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Maybe you're bi week. I'm straight and strong. It means twice a week, you douche. Oh. Yeah, listen to us twice a week. On White People Wednesdays, we talk about gay stuff, zombies, superhero sex positions. And on Feature Peep Fridays, we interview the Feature Peep of the Week. Yeah, like a fuck. Just search WPS Podcast and look for the white dude in red pajamas. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. YouTube, anywhere else you get your podcasts. We believe in equal opportunity humor, where all things can be made fun of. So if your feelings get hurt and you're offended, you can always eat a dick. And we're back, guys. Uh, Chris with Venus and Kristen. We're still sitting here talking about ugly crying. <laughs> it's, it's amazing what you miss. That's why you listen to After Hours. That's why you get the stuff that you don't usually get in the normal podcasts. All right, guys. This one I'll knock out real quick, and it'll get us into the uh, conversation I know Kristen is looking forward to. Um, video gamers, get excited. Borderlands 3 has been announced. What's that noise in the background? I was wondering too. I was like, did someone step on a duck? (laughs) I didn't even hear it. Maybe it was my chair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Borderlands Borderlands 3 has been announced. Uh, This is a series that a lot of people seem to be into. It's a first person shooter, kind of RPG ish. very, very interesting graphic design. Uh, no real details to it, just a, just a teaser trailer. More to come in the upcoming cons for uh, video games. Uh, ladies, do either of you play uh, Borderlands, and how does this news mean to you? I don't play Borderlands, but I'm looking to see if Troy Baker voices anybody in Borderlands. Because... <laughs> He's my favorite voice actor, in which case, kudos, Troy. <laughs> I'm happy for you, dude. Right on. Well, again, more more information was promised in the teaser trailer uh, in the upcoming cons like E3 and stuff of that nature, which leads us to let's talk about some cons. Comic-Con! We are in that season where oh. Comic-Cons are happening everywhere, going to be popping up in your cities. I know uh, we have one that shows up here in Philly uh, at the convention center. I don't know when it's coming, but I know it's coming this year. It comes every you year. You have more than one up there. I was up there last year at Keystone Comic-Con. And you didn't come to say hi. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I was with friends, and it was a really quick trip. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm extra hard on that. I was with friends. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> I think I did say I was going to Philadelphia. And I think I told you to make a stop by. Um, <laughs> but no, this year you've already uh, 
pictures are posted up on your personal website um, or Facebook page of you going to a Comic-Con. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody not only what you cosplayed as, but where you went and what you saw. All right. Well, I went... I spent this weekend at Planet Comic Con in Kansas City, which is the biggest con in this part of the country. It was amazing. <laughs> it was so cool. I cosplayed as Killer Frost because the actress who plays her in the Flash series, Danielle Pennebaker, was there. And I got to meet her. And she was like, oh, my God, you look terrific. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> I mean... I played it cool when I was talking to her, but inside I was fangirling. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love her character because her character is a widow, too, in the series. And right. so it's always really fun for me to see that. And like, Because, yes, there are widows in TV and movies, but they're always in dramas and like chick flicks, and I don't like watching those. So it was really it's nice to see that in a superhero show. Um, also, I handed her a copy of my book because why not, you know, but it was amazing. Um, a lot of really amazing cosplayers, a lot of cool celebrities. William Shatner was there. I did not get to talk to him. Carrie Elwes from The Princess Bride was there, and I was gonna go see him, but his line was really huge, and they had to cut it off because he had a panel to go to. So I missed Wesley from The Princess Bride, which was just heartbreaking. Wow. So, all, I, all I heard was it was really huge, and they had to cut it off. <laughs> my mind went the complete wrong way I was about to say Carrie Ellis well, good I on mean, you until I heard cut it off and I'm like oh god dude I, I mean if you, you have a crush on him who can blame you <laughs> you know what but um, would, it, would, it, would it be the princess bride or would it be Robin Hood men in tights <laughs> both are awesome <laughs> both I are love awesome. both of them yes. but the princess bride like I grew up with that and there is a princess bride quote for like every situation in life it's not a time it's inappropriate ever <laughs> well that kind of le- that kind of leads back to what we were talking about before would you want to reboot it a princess bride no <laughs> I was, no I was gonna say no just because of Andre the Giant but I mean <laughs> yeah I mean I think that's a big part of it too but like to me that one is sacred like you don't touch the princess bride you leave it alone don't touch. <laughs> so no um, touchy rule unless There's you're no unless you're Deadpool and you get uh, Fred Savage tied to a bed <laughs> then it's okay I'm <laughs> um, um, my brain is trying to wrap itself around that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no. No, 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 no. The advertisement... Deadpool needs boundaries, and here's one. <laughs> He's already done it. It was in the advertisement for the uh, Once Upon a Deadpool, the PG-13 release of uh, Deadpool 2. He, well, he actually, he actually had, grown, he had, he had grown Fred Savage back in the bedroom from The Princess Bride, and he's reading the story of Deadpool 2. And Fred's like, I'm not doing this. And he's like, you kind of have no choice. He pulls up the... the uh, covers back and he's got Fred Savage duct tape to the bed <laughs> <laughs> I mean I appreciate the joke <laughs> it was it was really really crowded though apparently they had like record breaking numbers and it was really unseasonably cold outside where we had to wait and I was of course I decided I was going to do the tiny dress version of Killer Frost of so I was cold <laughs> Um, and it, it kind of takes you out of character when you're supposed to have like ice powers and not get cold and you're sitting there shaking, <laughs> but they, they were awesome. They were like handing out Red Bulls and stuff to people waiting outside and 
it was the staff was all really helpful. Best food selection I've ever seen at a Comic Con. It was crazy. I was like, there's so much food. Did they have panels and did you get to go to any? They did have panels. I didn't get to go to any because um, the people I was with, we were trying to fit everything into one day. And so it was kind of like we had to sort of trade off and go to what everybody wanted to go to, you know, take turns seeing our favorite things. But we got to see a lot of the um, artists and the I really like going to sort of the smaller comic book people and the ones that aren't like Marvel or DC and just seeing what they're doing. Um, so that was really cool. I had a couple of friends who were working the con, so, you know, got to kind of talk to the minions. Saw someone throw up while I was waiting in line to meet Daniel Panabaker. That was gross. <laughs> <laughs> they were excited, too. <laughs> <laughs> they were. They were really excited. Um, but it was fun. I always loved to go to see all the cosplayers, because... That was amazing. Any, Some, I cannot imagine the amount of money some of these people spend. Any any uh, blow blow your mind uh, costumes and cosplays that you come across? Um, so many, so many. There was time that there was a Doctor Octopus that was amazing. Um, God, there were so many. There were so many good costumes. It's hard to even pick any like one out because it was just everywhere you turned there was an amazing costume of course some awesome star wars cosplays <laughs> there are always some awesome ones i was really excited to see a cloud city princess leia because you don't see that one very often oh wow and i love that's one of my favorite one of her looks is cloud city i think it's really cool um so i really was excited about that there were a couple of other killer frosts. They didn't have special effects like I did, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, those 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 ice things in your hand—did they light up? I couldn't really tell they from did. the pictures. Um, so the ice, the the ice, the body of it was made of something called warbla, which is a heat-activated plastic, and then you can manipulate it and shape it. And then I had LED lights down in it. And for some reason in the pictures, the lights came <laughs> looked purple, but they were blue, like absolutely blue. <laughs> Um, so that was really fun. They were made in Philadelphia nice. and sent to me. So uh, that was it was a lot of fun. Uh, my friend did a really good poison ivy. She got stopped a lot. I saw lots and lots of Waldos, which delighted me to no end. I was constantly finding Waldo. <laughs> it was like living, and it was so crowded. It was just like walking around in a Where's Waldo book all day. It was amazing. Girl Waldos, boy Waldos, little kid Waldos. Now, Waldo's see, everywhere. See, I would have been impressed with all the Waldos you found Carmen San Diego. There was Carmen San Diego. <laughs> I was about to say that. We also found Carmen San Diego. And the best part was at one point there was a Waldo next to a Carmen San Diego. Oh, and I about lost my mind. <laughs> oh, well, well, nice. That, that's going to lead me to one that I'll get you guys' opinion on here in a minute here. But first, because uh, uh, I don't want to get off the cons just yet, but you, you led me to something that I, I saw that really disturbed me. I didn't put it in the, in the show notes, but you kind of reminded me of it, and uh, now I need therapy. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I, I'll go ahead and say it now before we get back into the con things. Did you guys see that they're making a live-action Door of the Explorer movie? I've heard yeah. of it. I've tried not to see any of that. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I saw it either. <laughs> I, I watched the trailer and as if the Hannah Montana movie wasn't bad enough. Like this this it it, it these types of movies make AOC. 
<laughs> they do. They make movies like they movies like this create people like AOC. Oh God! It is that. I'm seriously. If you if you want to see how bad this is, go look up that trailer, and you'll understand why I need therapy afterwards. It's just <laughs> horrible. I've had the option to click on it and see it, like going through my Facebook timeline, and I was just like, "There's no fucking way in hell." Like, my kids are past this stage, my one that's going to be born won't even know about this stage, and we could just skip it all together. <laughs> I would rather... Just make sure the kid never sees it. Let, let exactly. me put it this way. I would rather sit through a weekend marathon of fucking Teletubbies and Barney the Dinosaur than ever watch that 30-second trailer again. Is it really that bad? Oh my! Watch it. Watch it, and in fact, that's your homework. That's how we'll start. It had to be said. Tomorrow. I'll take your word for it. I'm watch just taking it, your word for it. Watch it. To, watch it tonight, and we'll. I'll ask you at first thing on. The, it's had to be said tomorrow. So that you watch the video and just get your reaction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, sorry. Back to the cons. Talk I, about I, I had to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather watch a Terminator movie starring the Furby. <laughs> I really think probably that Furbies are where Terminator begins. <laughs> Furby it Skynet. all started with a Furby. <laughs> Furby with Skynet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. So anyway, con- Comic Cons, uh, Venus. I know yes. there's there's some up in in Canada. Have you gone to a con? No. <laughs> no, it's not something you would do. I have not. No, it's just I've never got around to it. I've, like, always been working my entire life or, like, something. And it's, like, if I get a vacation, like, I'm going on a road trip, like, to, like, visit a beach or, like, you know, go see friends on the lake or something and, like, cabin camping. I'm, like, so, like, by the way I talk and stuff, it's probably misleading, but I'm probably one of the most antisocial people ever (laughs) so I don't like I don't go to bars I don't go to any of those places where there's like lots of people or like anything if I go shopping it's like wow you know I used to get in the mind track where I'd be like okay this is what I need this is what I get get in get off get the fuck out but (laughs) see I'm that way too but if I put on a costume it's like a shield so, they're not seeing me; they're seeing the character. So, so I'm learning that that if you if I figured out a way of getting uh, Realm of the Mist Entertainment a panel at a Comic Con where we're performing live, I could pretty much count both of you out. <laughs> I would do it. Here's the thing: because of the books, I do have to have like that public aspect of myself, and I do theater, so I've learned how to kind of, you know, like put that persona out there i know how to do it i'll just be completely exhausted by the end of it (laughs) (laughs) Um, but i the great thing about comic cons though is that a lot of the people there are actually the same way because it's really just a bunch of geeks and nerds who love (laughs) well and i mean that affectionately because i am a geek and a nerd and my readers are geeks and nerds and i love them dearly so um but like it's mo- I've never had a bad experience where somebody was mean to me at a con. Like everybody's just really nice and they'll compliment each other's costumes and you know you're all just there because you love the same stuff and it's a lot of fun. 
Yeah, I've heard like hor- like stories of afterwards, and it's like, yeah, I got the fuck Sailor Moon, and I'm like, oh my god, you go there to pick up chicks? <laughs> yeah, have I didn't run seen... into that, and I went to the after party. <laughs> have you seen some? Have you ever watched videos of some of the cosplayers? Like, there are many slave Leia's walking around that I'm surprised they don't get like fondled in some way, shape, or form. You know? I've heard that it does. I've I've heard from some cosplayers that they've had issues, like some of the professional ones that go and everything. But I myself, as a visitor, as a guest, has have never had a problem. And I know that there is actually stuff set up if you like a place where you can go if something has happened. And usually the staff is also really, really good about stepping up and, and taking care of you. I know that like because of my visual disability, if I tell them, hey, I need a little help, um, they usually you know, will take care of it and help me. I mean, a lot of times because they don't want to deal with me in the lines, they just go here. I'm going to fast pass you up to the front. I don't mind it because I got to meet Billy Boyd once, and that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite Hobbit ever. So yeah, I mean, I also gave him a book. <laughs> did he ever get back to you about what he thought of it? No, but I didn't expect him to. I was just like. Maybe one day Peter Jackson will visit him, and Peter Jackson will be like, "Ooh, this looks interesting. Ooh, this would be a good movie." <laughs> well, well, Venus, with yeah, with, with, with your permission here, uh, let let's go ahead. That's a good segue into uh, let's let's talk about what Kristen's been doing with herself, uh, why she's been absent from Realm of the Mist Entertainment for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, she was writing her third book of her Song of Souls trilogy. For for those that have listened to uh, to our podcast back when it was Breaking the Fourth Wall, you guys know that uh, Kristen is an author who has written uh, two books of her trilogy thus far, and the third one has just finished getting right, written. It's in the editing right, it, right it, now. It's in editing right now, so it's coming close to publish time. So August. So, Venus, I know you haven't read any of the books yet. Um, no, I just heard about them actually. <laughs> so, That's okay. <laughs> so sorry, Kristen. The the floor is yours. Why don't you tell Venus and 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 our listeners, especially the new listeners, what the what the trilogy is about? Okay. Well, um, for those who are new listeners and those who've forgotten, because it's been like eight hundred years since I was on a show. <laughs> <laughs> I am a young widow. I was widowed a year and a half after I was married, and I used to write before that, but just sort of for fun. And as I was kind of going through the healing process and everything, I had an idea and kind of ran with it. It's high fantasy. The first book is called Soulbound, and it deals with this young woman who's widowed who then has a bond with the soul of her deceased husband, and she can see him and talk to him and everything. And it gives her the ability to have, like, she can do some kinds of magical healing. And I really am better at writing than I am describing it, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it it forces her to leave her little quiet village and go into the wider world where she encounters wizards and a prince and gets sent on this epic journey. And uh, kind of discovers that there are some other things going on in the world than she realized. Kind of gets swept up in some big events. So, and I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> That's no, the difficult part with a trilogy because you can only go so far. 
Right. No, 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 uh, no, no spoilers. No spoilers for people that are going to read the book. And we'll make sure that uh, at the end, uh, Kristen will uh, tell you where you can get the book. Uh, a ways to, to either through her or through I believe it's on Amazon. Of course, it's on uh, Kindle. You can you can download them on Kindle. So and um, there will be hardbound copies coming of the first two books coming out shortly before the third book comes out. And there's now a map of the world. So, well, there you go. Drawn by me. <laughs> so, uh, finishing the trilogy, it, it's got to be bittersweet. Yeah, yeah. It's five years of my life. It's kind of new chapter. Um, there was crying <laughs> at the end of it. There was some crying. I kind of just stopped, and it was just quiet. The characters were just quiet. Everything was kind of done because, like, it's not like I'm schizophrenic and actually hear them talking. But, you know, you have their their sort of narrative in your head. And, and when it was finished, it was just quiet. And they were not there. They kind of started going, hey, I have some ideas. <laughs> but I'm like, shut up. Well, that, that was, I get a break. <laughs> that, that was something I was going to ask. Is, do you think that's the end of the story of the characters? Like, again, without giving anything away, because I don't know, how, obviously, how the trilogy ends. Right. But, right. you know, do you, think, do you think your Lord of the Rings will have a Hobbit? or, or... Uh, There is going to be, actually, it's not a prequel so much as how the um, royalty that's in, it, it's kind of how that, the prince's family came to the throne, how Kieran's family came to the throne because he's actually that dynasty has only actually been there since his great grandfather. I like now all uh, I can't talk. I know all this expanded stuff now that's sort of developed through the course of everything. So there'll be that story that takes place before. And then I do have some spin-off <laughs> ideas. And there is one main character who might get their own story at some point in the future. But I can't say who it is or whether it's a girl or a boy because it would give some stuff away. All right. And uh, the other question, and, and then I'll turn it over to, to Venus because I'm sure she's got plenty of questions as, as a person <laughs> who, who first time hearing about this and all. Um, what's next? Is it going to be something that ties into the Song of Souls in some way, whether it's a prequel, spinoff, whatever? Or do you think the next project will be something completely new and original? Um... I think there's going to be something that's completely new, but I'm not 100% sure because it, it may or may not be with somebody else. The The one thing that I'm definite about doing is the one, the, the prequel, and then I'm still sort of developing a spinoff story that has some ties in with the this trilogy and will probably have some cameos of familiar characters, but it is its own story. And it may or may not end up being a trilogy. It kind of depends on how much material I come up with for it. <laughs> I thought my I, I thought the first trilogy was going to be one book, and then it turned into two. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to do two. I may as well do three because that just sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> and then after the second one, I was like, why did I decide to do this? Because there's no going back now. Well, that's it. Once you start, I, I don't know. I mean, as a person who was, you know, half-handedly working on a book for uh, an old friend of ours, Dan Laria, who, who, oh yeah, you know that 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 story's still sitting on my computer. I haven't gone back to it in quite a long time. Um, you know, like 
I'm at that point where I could walk away from it and nobody be any the wiser, except for the people that mm-hmm. listen to the podcast and know that I was supposed to write one. Pretty right. much your point of no return was when book one was published, right? <laughs> Pretty much, but I tried to give book one enough closure that I wouldn't, you know, if I didn't, I left myself a little bit of wiggle room, even though I knew I would keep going. Um, but I, I've had readers say that it would have been okay if it had just ended there. I would left a few little things. So really, I feel like the point of no return for me was the second book. <laughs> Did you, as a person who hasn't read the second book yet, I read the first book, you know that, because I gave you a review. You were so worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> you were so worried about it. I mean, I, I knew you it. were going to be nice. I was just, I also know that you're ornery. <laughs> well, it's not ornery. So. I, I prefer the term honest. I, 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 yeah. I, I won't spare your feelings if I feel right. justified in the fact that your feelings don't need to be spared. Well, but, and I wasn't 100% sure if it was your type of book. I didn't know for sure. Well, if I, if I remember my review correctly, I did state that it wasn't really targeted towards somebody like me. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I was very honest about the uh, some of the negative criticism that I had towards the book could be attested to the fact that it was more towards female audiences. I mean, anybody could read this, and I yeah. still stand by that, but it is really more targeted towards the female audience. Which is, but I actually have a lot of male readers, though. Right, that's what I'm <laughs> so, saying. Anybody could yeah. just if you're if you're looking for the 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 male lead that you could connect to, you may be a little put off or or forlorn about it. But if you if that's not something that matters to you in a book, then this is absolutely a great story. And I told you it was a great story. I yeah, thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. And there are there is a. There are male leads in there, and it, I think, really, too, like since you've only read the first book, like it, the the main character, the main hero is a woman, but there's really kind of an ensemble element to it, um, because Kieran definitely is a main character, and so is uh, her soulmate. They're both main characters, and they're both heroes in their own way. And I was also really, really adamant about. I want this character to be a strong female lead, but not at the expense of the males. Like, in my opinion, it is not complimentary, or it, and it does not make a female character strong if her male counterparts are bumbling idiots. Like, <laughs> that is, that's just, oh, okay, well, you're the smartest idiot out of the idiots. I don't, I was very, very adamant that the men had to, had to be fleshed out characters they had to be intelligent they had to have integrity and she wasn't always going to save them sometimes they got to save her like they save each other because that's how real life is you're not always the person saving somebody sometimes you need saved no it's absolutely true and it doesn't make you weak i like her (laughs) <laughs> that is absolutely true. Well, Venus, now now you, you, you've sat quiet for longer than you ever have on Realm of the Mist. So I'll go ahead and turn it over to you because I, I know you've got some questions you probably want to shoot towards Chris, Kristen and, and kind of delve more into this, uh, the world of the Song of Souls. So go ahead. Actually, not even. I'm just more kind of like, well, like, <laughs> can I get a copy? <laughs> yes, can I get the first one free and then, you know, blog about it or something and give you a review? I mean, actually, I have been known to do that. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll I, I would it and then I could go off of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done that before. They're review copies. It's 
Because I can write them off as business expenses. Not for me, though. I gave a goddamn review, and I paid for it. You did, but you offered to pay for it. I did offer to pay for it. I did. Also, at the time, there was, like, a big group of people all saying, well, I'll read the book. And I was like, that's a lot of free books. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with the debut of the third one coming out, um, yeah, and, like, like, I've never heard of your book. Um, Like, I'm sure a lot of people haven't. Yeah, because um, it's, you know, I'm a fairly new author, so. Yeah, so. It is I don't know. available anyway. You can send me a copy. <laughs> I'll send you my address after. <laughs> it, it is All right, a, works for me. It is available in, in, like, a Barnes & Noble bookstore, correct? Yeah, they'll order it for you through Barnes & Noble. And then um, with the hardback editions coming out, I think the distribution will be expanding because, um, I'm going to be going with another company to do the hardback editions. Okay. So they'll be able to ex- expand the um, distribution. So I just have to, I have to get my butt in gear and actually <laughs> put the hardbound stuff together. I I wrote like the last, the third book, the end of it. My brother was getting married in the middle of it. I started watching um, my three-year-old nephew in the mornings, and I got really 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 sick for like the last week and a half of writing and i was doing online events so it's just like by the end of all that i was really exhausted so last week was my week off and and this weekend was my reward and now i'm like okay it's monday i have to get back to doing work and then today i didn't do the things about the book that i was supposed to do but it's okay (laughs) yeah that barnes and whatever bookstore like i don't even think we have that in canada like is there like Besides, like, online, like, is there other places to buy it? Um, I'm not sure what the stores are in Canada that will order it. I know that you can order it, you know, from Amazon. And I will also, you can get copies directly from me. Why don't you go ahead and give that, uh, uh, the, where people can contact if they want to get it directly from you. Which, by the way, getting directly from her is how you get an autographed copy. <laughs> you did get that. Yes, I did get that. Well, if I'm paying for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, if you want to order it directly from me, and I do that on a sort of limited basis right now just because I have to do all of the shipping and all of the getting it to and from because I don't have staff to do that for me right now. Um because, you know, you have to become J.K. Rowling or George R. R. Martin for that to be a thing. <laughs> uh, but you can go to the Song of Souls Trilogy Facebook page. And if you just look up the Song of Souls Trilogy on Facebook, it will be there. You can send a message through there and get in touch with me and um, work out whether or not you want a signed copy. And then if you want to just go the easy route, you can get it on Amazon. And it's sold all over the world through Amazon. And it's also on Kindle Unlimited. So if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's there. The first and second are there. The third will be, but um, I don't put it on Kindle Unlimited right away. It will be available on Kindle to purchase, but Kindle Unlimited is a little bit different. Like, it's basically Netflix for books. Right. So you have to wait a little while, just like you have to wait a little while for movies on Netflix. You have to wait a little while for the third book to be on (laughs) Unlimited. And the third book will have a map. Well, see, see, guys, we're, we at Realm of the Mist Enter, uh, podcast, we're helping you out. We're giving you something to read while you're sitting by the poolside as summer's coming up. They will be and released I mean, by biased, then, right? But they're really good. Uh, August 15th is the date. Oh, okay. It's nice. kind of the, end of, uh, <laughs> kind of, the yeah. end of summer, but still, you could still get that book. 
Well, August 15th would have been my dad's birthday, so that's when I decided well, to release their book. That That's very fitting. In honor of my dad. That's very fitting. Aww. Thank you. Because <laughs> he didn't get to read any of them. He passed away before I wrote any of them. You know damn right well he read them all. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> he, already, he already knows how it ends. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> A few people do. There are a select few people who have read the unedited version. So... There are a few out there. We we are not one of those few, so don't ask us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, there's very few people I will subject to my unedited writing. <laughs> a um, lot of it, I went back through it, and I'm like, how did anybody understand what I meant right here? <laughs> did, did Brian ever get his copy of the book? I know he was supposed to order it. He never did. If he If he ordered it, he didn't order it from me. Okay. So, I don't know. I'm hoping he comes to Smallville Comic-Con. Well, I know... Because then we're going to meet face-to-face. Well, I know I know he's been busy with a lot of stuff. He's supposed to be on the show tonight, but uh, unfortunately some family issues and all has, has kept him away the past couple weeks. Um, But he's part of the reason why I haven't read your second book yet. Like, I, I know it's kind of like, you know, it's his fault and it's her <laughs> fault. But besides, the fact, but besides the fact it's on my girl's Kindle, and I have to wait till <laughs> she's not using the Kindle to be able to read it, but it's also like I've been helping out with Star Wars Canon podcasts for so right. long that right. I've had to keep up on all the goddamn Canon books. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, oh, you wow. know, such a such a hard chore to read Star Wars. Oh, God. I know. I'm but, sure you're just like really upset about it. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's torture. But I mean, well, some of the books are. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> like, of Star lot. Wars, when are we going to have a chiss in one of the Star Wars movies? I think it's coming, and it's coming sooner than you think. I love the Chiss. I want them all. All the all of the people should be Chiss. Every one of them. Well, when are we going to get an alien lead? Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically they're all aliens because they aren't on Earth. But, you know, I know what you mean. Non, non-human lead. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. even, even though they're from different planets, they're not from Earth, they're still human. Yeah, you know, that we know of. As far as we know, they're they're classified <laughs> as human. Right, right. So, so yeah, I mean, non-human lead. Why why not a Twi'lek or or a Zabrat or a Chiss, as you said? You know, <laughs> give me a hut. Give me a Jedi hut. <laughs> I want to see a big blubbering <laughs> slug dancing. Amazing. Around. I want to. I want to. I want a big blubbering hut dancing around like Yoda in Episode Two when he was like uh, fighting Count Dooku. He would use the pinwheel of death. <laughs> could you? Could you imagine that? Ugh. <laughs> That's a lot of fat flying. Oh. Oh. Right. Just not right. Just put it back. <laughs> Why did you go there? It's like it's like watching the day shift at a strip club. <laughs> uh, and now I'm just picturing a stripper hut. <laughs> no. Now we've gone back into your territory, right, Venus? And we're talking about strippers, but adding Star Wars to it. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Like, <laughs> I want no part of this. <laughs> it's too late. Join the dark side. We have cookies. We have cookies and strippers with cookies. <laughs> yeah, and- but the strippers are huts. So, you know, 
Those exactly. my cookies. <laughs> Jabba, Jabba wearing Leia's fucking metal bikini. <laughs> you know, I can actually picture that in my head, like right now. Like that. Was... <laughs> I know it's a little alarming how easy it is to picture that. <laughs> it's not even disturbing whatsoever. It's like, yeah, you know, I, I can work with that. <laughs> that's right, that's... I know that's the weirdest thing. You're like, it's strangely fitting. <laughs> yet, yet at the same time, I have the late Carrie Fisher's voice in my head. Are you calling me fat? You're saying that fucking blob could fit into my bikini? <laughs> <laughs> And she would be, I feel like she would just be rolling with this conversation. She really would. She would just be right on board with it. <laughs> she, re- she really would. And if anybody ever questions that, I go. I, I defy you to go back and watch the uh, video of her inducting uh, George Lucas into the AFI uh, Lifetime Achievement Award. That speech was golden. Anytime I miss Carrie Fisher, I watch that speech. Yeah. <laughs> she had a great sense of humor about that costume. She had a great sense of humor about it, everything. Yeah, she really did. I remember seeing like a making of the Re- of Return of the Jedi and her like joking around with the giant Jabba puppet and everything. So mighty, you know. So Venus, we're we're gonna start yeah. wrapping this up here. Venus, why don't you tell <sighs> us what we're in store for tomorrow night? Uh, tomorrow night. On it had to be said with Venus. Uh, we've got our guest host Kara Alexander is going to join us. Um, she got pissed off today about little girls bullying little girls, so that'll be one of the topics. And the rest, I have no idea. I'm just waiting to get pissed off about something um, <laughs> between tomorrow, between now and tomorrow night. Um, and it's bound to happen too. Tuesdays are my best days, and I don't know. I find them pretty hormonal too. <laughs> I had one really rude thing happen over the weekend. I went to the after party, and this guy was not working for the con. He was just working security for where the after party was. And I, I have to use a white cane when I'm outside and it's dark because I can't see the ground very well. And we go there, and he needs to check our IDs, and I've got my cane. And I open my purse, and I get my ID because, you know, it's I know where it is. And I give it to him, and he goes, is that cane for real? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, because you whipped that ID out pretty fast. Oh. I'm like, Ah, some people's kids. Whoa, did I lose everybody? What the freak? Hold on, guys. I don't know how or why, but Skype just dropped the call. Give me a second, I'm going back into Skype. Damn it, we were right in the middle of a conversation. I did reboot the thing. Join call. Join. Uh, bear with us, guys. I'm getting the call back in, reconnected. Nighttime and find anything because she knows exactly where. You know. Yeah, I mean, like you learn how to work with a disability and you make it like an ability that you could do it. It's. Pretty much like a superpower after you overcome the obstacles. Yeah, and my cane whips out and like just like goes together because it folds, so I can just whip it out and goes. <laughs> it really does that. It's the most amazing thing ever. I look like a superhero. Anyway, I'm sorry to sidetrack. Go back to what you were saying. Okay. Um, and you can find me on Facebook as Venus Chan or Solar Nova. Um, Instagram as Venus Uncensored. Um, you can even Skype me. 
as Venus Uncensored. And I guess it's irrelevant right now, but um, to email me about any topics or anything about it had to be said or whatnot, uh, it's venusuncensored at gmail.com. And I should just write like a whole biography on that. Well, you <laughs> I are. I think I was supposed to do that. Yes, you I were. Saw, I saw that. I saw that, and I was like so busy and like sleeping, and I was on vacation. I think when I saw it, and then I totally forgot about it because I slept for two days, and then yeah, and then I was like, oh yeah, writing my blog today. I'm like, that's right. I was supposed to do a fucking dating profile. Not a dating profile, <laughs> just a little insight <laughs> into into you as a, as a blogger slash podcaster. That's all. That's what it sounds like. Uh, so include some of your interests, you know, some of your hobbies. It's like, I like long walks on the beaches. <laughs> but now, but, but, Are you into cats or dogs? But you, but you know what? Now you almost make it enticing to make the bio page like swipe what right or swipe left. The only reason I won't do it is I know everybody will be swiping no on me. <laughs> Oh my god, right? That's what I feel like. I'm like, oh god, it's like, like this is what has to be done. Like, oh my god, could it be any more like POF? Like, hi, I'm from wherever and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my god, like, I can't even write a dating profile. <laughs> you want me to do this? I'm like, what? <laughs> um, not interested. Next, please. <laughs> yeah, but you've been, write, you've been writing blogs like it's no problem, so... <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes I just get pissed off about stuff. <laughs> which, which, speaking of, guys, her new blog is up as we speak. Make sure you go check that out. You can find it on Roman and Mrs. group fan page or on Roman and Mrs. Uh, 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 page itself, as well as probably on Venus's uh, personal profile pages of my own or right on Roman and Mrs. official website. Link is in the description down below. Yeah, and on my um, personal fan page, um, Realm of the Mist presents it. Had to be said with Venus. Yes, that one too. <laughs> I, always I need forget to like about that, that as well. <laughs> that there was like this ago. long line of things, and I'm like, I can't remember which ones I've liked now. <laughs> <laughs> I think you liked my page, yeah. Okay, good. You're a fan. <laughs> and of course, Kristen, why don't you remind everybody where they could find you? Well, they can find me on the Song of Souls Trilogy fan page. They can like it and message, and I'll usually get right back. I'm also on Facebook as Kristen Stovall. Um, I'm on Twitter, and I'm on Instagram. I will say that I have been getting a heavy influx of weird scammers liking me on Instagram and um, Facebook. I had a really, really really interesting incident with someone posing as Richard Madden trying to uh, that was that was like we'll have to get into that on another one <laughs> so if you do try to send me messages um, just you know say in the message that you're doing it because you heard me here and then I'll be like okay not crazy scammer person <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's one of us, in which case we are a crazy scanner person. And then I'll be like, oh, God, why are they messaging me again? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, once you pop, the fun don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> pop, 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 Damn pop. it, we're Pringles. <laughs> <laughs> or just a popcorn. <laughs> I'm most often on Facebook or Instagram. And that's where you can Instagram, you can see my cosplay stuff and... All of that. And lots of fun pictures from the after party at uh, Comic-Con. Family-rated fun pictures, not the good stuff. 
family rated. <laughs> All of my social media is pretty family rated. <laughs> to see <laughs> the unfamily family rated uh, <laughs> pictures, make sure you visit the Realm of the Mist official website. Link in description <laughs> down below. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter under Christopher Stolly or Christopher Wild. Of course, you can find me anywhere Realm of the Mist Entertainment is on Realm of the Mist Podcast. It had to be said with Venus, War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast, or After Hours. You can catch us on YouTube. Make sure you hit a like, comment, share, subscribe. We'd love to have you around. And, of course, go to anchor.fm slash uh, rotm-entertain to catch all the audio podcasts. And while you're there, go ahead and hit that support icon. Every dollar helps. Also, visit Realm of the Mist Patreon. Again, every dollar helps. And if you don't want to do any of those, you can find us wherever quality podcasts are heard. Yay! <laughs> Am I getting better at that outro? <laughs> you are. It's, it's like applaud worthy. It's applaud worthy. I feel like it's like at the end of commercials for medications. You know, they list all of the things. <laughs> oh my god! Can we get the micro machine commercial the- guy? <laughs> Can we or the, or the dude that does it at the end of like the car commercials on a radio? The dealer's description. Oh my god, an auctioneer voice! Yeah. Yes. Can we get that that just runs it at the end? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the homework, guys. Everybody listening, if you could do that, let me know. I will write you a script and record you for the ending of every episode on Realm of the Mist Entertainment. <laughs> just like if they comment, draw from the comments. And whoever, like, whichever name gets then they get to do it. <laughs> but you have to actually be able to do it. I don't want, like, Gomer Pyle trying to do it, you know? I don't know. That could be interesting. <laughs> you can find us. You <laughs> can find us on, what's this word? A. Oh, like the letter. All right, guys, we'll catch you tomorrow night on It Had to Be Said. Thank you for joining us for Rumble the Mist podcast. And as always, have a good night.